The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is the Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam, here to recap a busy weekend of racing with Formula One in Montreal, the Verizon IndyCar Series, and the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series were in Texas, and the NASCAR Xfinity and Spring Cup Series hit the track in Michigan for two great days of racing. We'll get things rolling with Formula One in Montreal for the running of the Canadian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg would take the front row with an all-Mercedes lockout as those two led the field off the starting line. The two Mercedes wouldn't get a good start and Sebastian Vettel and his Ferrari would take the lead going into turn one. Several laps into the Grand Prix, Jensen Button would lose the power unit of his McLaren Honda, showering sparks along the track and bringing out the safety car. Ferrari thought they had a prime opportunity to hit pit road, but just as Vettel hit pit road, the yellow flags were lifted and the race was back underway with Hamilton taking the lead. After the field cycled through pit stops, Vettel would regain the lead, but after his team got him off-sequence on pit stops, Vettel didn't really have a chance at the win unless something big happened to the two Mercedes. When Vettel hit pit road for the final time, he would hand the lead back to Lewis Hamilton, who would go on to score his second consecutive Grand Prix and fifth win in the Canadian Grand Prix. Sebastian Vettel would finish in second, and Valtteri Bottas would round out the podium with his first podium finish of 2016. The Verizon IndyCar Series would be in Texas as they would attempt to run the Firestone 600 at the Texas Motor Speedway. Saturday night, rain in the area forced IndyCar officials to postpone the event until Sunday afternoon. They were only able to complete 71 laps in the event before the storms came back, and they will make another attempt at running the event on August 27th. During the race, we would see one major accident that saw Joseph Newgarden pitched against the wall and sliding along the safer barriers for several hundred meters before coming to a stop after he and Connor Daly would collide coming out of turn four. Newgarden would be pinned against the wall helmet first while the car was still in motion. Newgarden would get out of the car under his own power, but collapse into the arms of the Helmaltro safety team. He would be transported to a local hospital and was diagnosed with fractured collarbone and a small fracture in his right hand. J.R. Hildebrand has been named as the substitute driver for Newgarden. As he recovers, he will be back on track before the conclusion of the season. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series will be in Texas Friday night for the running of the Rattlesnake 400. It would look like Matt Crafton was in for another win in the Lone Star State as he racked up 133 laps left Friday night, but it would be young gun William Byron who would chase down the two-time series champ, passing Crafton with five laps to go and going on to score win number two in the Camping World Truck Series. Byron would also become the youngest winner ever at the Texas Motor Speedway. Here's what this young rookie had to say post-race. Uh, it's huge. I mean, uh, for our race team to get another win this year uh, really solidifies us, especially me, I think, more than anything. And, uh, you know, we I think uh, we didn't leave any doubt out there that we deserved to win. Uh, whether it be Kansas or wherever. So uh, it was cool to, to lead when it counted. I feel like the last couple of weeks we've been leading uh, at the beginning of the race and just circumstances haven't, haven't worked out for us. But to finally finish up there uh, gives me a, a load of confidence. And I learned a lot about running the, running the top there and, uh, and just trying to see what I could find there. The NASCAR Xfinity Series would be in Michigan at the Michigan International Speedway for the running of the Menards 250. Kyle Busch looked like he had the car to beat after he dominated throughout the race, leading 88 out of 125 laps and leading the field to the final restart of the day. Busch would check out from the field, but would start to struggle with a loose race car as the run went on, which would allow Daniel Suarez to close the big gap Busch had built up. With just two laps to go, Suarez would get around his teammate and cruise on to his first win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Suarez would become the first Mexican-born driver to win a NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Here's what he had to say post-race. 
Well, I want to I want to thank everyone enjoy your racing, uh, Scott Graves, uh, Steve DeSouza for all the great support. Uh, Steve, since I since I moved to this family, he's been a, a huge support, uh, not just in the in the in the racetrack but out of the racetrack as well. And and Scott, uh, he's been super helpful uh, to me this year. Uh, I think I, I've been getting more mature in the in the last in the last races uh, and understanding a little bit more about how to close the deal uh he helped me a lot to to make that last step uh and overall we have we had one of the best race cars out there and after that uh roll penalty i was just mad uh i, I don't think i talked on the radio for 30 or more or more uh, 30 minutes or more time uh i was i was just disappointed with myself and and I, I just feel like we went through too many challenges through the race. We had some issues with the clutch, and it was very difficult for me to leave my box once we were doing the pit stops. Actually, on the green flag pit stop, uh, the car shut off, and I had to restart the car, and then they helped me to push the car. So we, we went through so many different things, uh, problems to to overcome in the race, and pretty much everything was thanks to, to all these guys for, for never give up. And, and for unbelievable race car. When when I went when I was able to went through the field all the way until fifth in that way, I say, man, we have we can have a shot here. And then the clutch happened. So seemed like it was a, a lot of little details that were saying, man, maybe maybe today is not the day. But I was just disappointed and I was pushing hard. And and thanks God and and all these guys, we we made it happen. The NASCAR Spring Cup Series would also be at the Michigan International Speedway for the Firekeepers Casino 400. Joey Logano and Martin Truex Jr. would lead the field down to the drop of the green flag on a sunny Sunday afternoon. It wouldn't take long for the first accident on track. Lap 47, Martin Truex Jr. would get loose while battling Clint Boyer and go for a spin. He would keep the car off the wall and was able to continue. Lap 63, Dale Earnhardt Jr. would bring out the yellow flag as he attempted to split Chris Buescher and A.J. Allmendinger. Buescher would get loose while he was underneath Earnhardt, bumping the 88 just enough to send him hard into the outside wall, along with A.J. Allmendinger. Jr. would spin back across the track, but managed to avoid any further contact, but both Jr. and A.J. Allmendinger would be done for the day. Lap 56, we would see a three-car pileup that would bring out the yellow flag once again. Brian Scott, Casey Mears, and Danica Patrick would be battling three wide for position. Scott would get loose, clipping Mears, sending him into Danica. Danica would go for a spin, clipping the right rear of Brian Scott and sending him hard into the outside wall, ending his day. Danica and Mears were able to continue with minimal damage. With less than 10 laps to go, Denny Hamlin would lose a left rear tire, sending him around on the front stretch, through the grass, and into the infield wall on the front straightaway. Hamlin's tire going down spread debris all over the racing surface, so NASCAR was forced to throw the yellow flag to get it all cleared up. The race would restart with seven laps to go, with Joey Logano, the dominant car of the day, holding off rookie Chase Elliott, who had the lead early Earlier on in the afternoon, when the field took the final green flag, Elliott would spin his tires and lose ground to Logano, and that's all Logano needed as he would check out from Elliott and cruise to win number one of 2016. Chase Elliott would come home in second, matching his best series finish and leading a total of 35 laps Sunday afternoon. The Sound of Speed pre-race pick, Kyle Larson, would come home in third, making this the youngest 1-2-3 finish in NASCAR history. Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick would round out the top five. Joey Logano finally broke through and got that much-needed win to lock his 22 team into the chase for the Sprint Cup alongside his teammate, Brad Keselowski. Here's what he had to say post-race. Yeah, first off, uh, I didn't win. We we won as a team. Um, you know, it was a, an amazing team effort from Friday or when we unloaded. Um, you know, with this rules package, you don't know what you're up against. Um, you know, when you barrel down at the turn one the first time and 
uh, you say, oh, my God, <laughs> they weren't kidding about that small, small spoiler on the back of it. And uh, you start to, uh, you know, everyone started working on the car, able to uh, put the thing on the pin to start the race um, and be able to stay up in the, in the top two the whole race. Uh, it goes to show that uh, not only did we have a fast race car, um, we've seen a lot of times a fast race car doesn't win the race all the time. Um, you got to execute throughout it. And, uh, you know, seeing the strategy that, that Todd had, the, the um, execution of the, the pit crew to keep us up front, um, the way the restarts went and able to maintain the lead and keep that clean air, um, you know, everyone did their job uh, the way we were supposed to. <laughs> and, uh, it, uh, it feels good to be able to do that. You know, it's a, when you lead that many laps, it's more of a relief when you win <laughs> than anything because you feel like you're supposed to uh, when you have a car that good. So uh, it felt really good to uh, pull our car into victory lane, get that win, um, you know, I consider it our second winner of the season. I know you guys don't, but um, I, I think uh, we've we've celebrated twice this year. So <laughs> uh, it's nice to be able to know that we're locked into the chase and um, we, we can uh, race even harder than we do now. Points as NASCAR heads into an off weekend. Kevin Harvick leads Kurt Busch. Brad Keselowski, Carl Edwards, Joey Logano caps off the top five in points after his victory in the Firekeepers Casino 400. Chase Elliott came home in second for his best ever career finish, leading 35 laps in the process. If it wasn't for a bad pit stop late in the race, forcing him to save fuel in the closing laps, he may have been in victory lane Sunday afternoon. But I think we'll be hearing from this rookie as a winner really soon. Here's what Elliott had to say post-race. I had a had another fantastic car. My guy's been doing a really good job the past few weeks, and we've been... Uh, just trying to give it all we can get to to get one of these things had a had another fantastic opportunity today and uh i feel like definitely messed that one up for my guys you just get as i said outside you can't do dumb stuff and expect to win that's just the way life is so uh that's certainly the way this sport is and i did dumb stuff today so can't expect to win this weekend, Sound of Speed will be off as the NASCAR Spring Cup Series drivers are taking a break before the long summer stretch. There's still some great racing happening this weekend, including NASCAR action from the highly competitive Iowa Speedway and the running of the historic 24 Hours of the Mall. You can catch me next Wednesday as I recap all the racing action from around the world. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the sound of speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything Wasaga Beach. Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page, and you can find the latest edition of the sound of speed and all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Be sure to check out the blog where you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for this week. Join me Wednesday as I recap all the racing action from around the world, including the historic running of the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Before I go, I would like to dedicate this show to a very good friend of mine who passed away this past weekend. Sean Smansky was a big help when I first started with The Sound of Speed. I love you, buddy, and you're really going to be missed. Thanks for listening, and have a great week, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.